Have information concerning Carlisle expedition. Stop. Need reliable investigative team. Stop. Arrive January 15. Stop. Signed, Jackson Elias. The Gaming Grunts present Masks of Nyarlathotep, a Call of Cthulhu campaign. This is episode 32A of Masks of Nyarlathotep. It consists of three private sessions that I held with uh, three of the players. So enjoy. Okay, here with Dr. Boucher. It is the <coughs> night after uh, your adventure in the Bent Pyramid. So you're back in your hotel room asleep, or well, as, as close to as close as we get as sleep as you can get after such an experience. Um, and uh, you're dreaming. Ah. In your dream... Wait, someone's using that magic item against us, aren't they, with the copper bowl? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, in the dream, you are wandering through tunnels or um, corridors, perhaps. They look like they're... Inside a pyramid? You can't tell. Um, you, you're, they're, carbon, they're carved tunnels in rock. Okay. So you can presume, certainly, that it might be inside a pyramid, it might be underground, it might even be in an above-ground building that just happens to you know, be made out of rock. Okay. These uh, corridors or tunnels, kind of, they're not, they're mostly rectangular, mm-hmm. but not always. It's not perfect. It's like it's been, you know, chipped, chipped or carved or chewed or whatever. And and it's not even either. I mean, it, it right. raises up, it goes down, it you know, little jogs left and right. So you really can't see. It's like from a mine. A, kind of, yeah. So you can't really see a long distance. And there's no obvious light here, but you can actually see in it for some reason. Cool, dark vision. Yeah, exactly. So you are, and and you you feel like you're kind of floating. You don't feel like you're walking. It's kind of this this steady cam point okay. of view. You're going through them and. Um, you end up in a kind of a larger corridor. Now, this one looks definitely artificial, mm-hmm. and it's much wider. Uh, you could probably the corridors you were in, you could, you know, you you think that based on you know, you just the dream logic says, yeah, this is like you know, one person can walk easily. Two would have to really kind of scrunch. Mm-hmm. The one, the bigger ones you're in now, that's like four or five abreast that can walk in much larger. These actually have carvings on on the sides of the walls in various hieroglyphs um, and perhaps other characters that you can't tell. Maybe they, they kind of look like the ones that were on the walls in the um, in the special in, room. In, the, in the special room. And you follow them around as well, and then you go down a set of stairway a stairway, and now you're in a much much larger room, um, perhaps hundreds of feet long and wide. You can't really see the top, the ceiling. There are lots and lots of pillars in the room that do Mm -hmm. seem to go up to the ceiling, so presumably they are actually there for support. Uh, Again, lots of carvings on them. There is, in the room, another stairway that leads down into blackness. You You cannot see in your dream vision. You can't see. You can tell there are steps, and then it's just kind of like, it's almost like you were walking into um, like a barrier or a black, you know, you just can't into see them water. anymore. Yeah, into water. 
Further on, there's a pit, uh, or a pool, rather, of very murky water. Okay. Um, seems placid enough. Don't see anything, uh, no obvious movement there. No fish or anything underneath it that you can see. Mm-hmm. There is an altar stone, a large, big altar. And then behind the altar, there is a throne, another throne. This one's on a high stone um, like a processional. So you've got the floor of the pit, and then you have the altar, which is on the floor of the pit, but raised a little bit. Altar, you know. and But then the throne is up very much higher. You could not, you can't see that you could climb from the floor up to the throne without actually climbing the wall. There's no stairs. Okay. It's all still kind of empty. And then in your dream vision, you kind of, everything kind of shimmers. And now there's lots and lots of people okay. in the room. And you can't see them clearly. It's like they're all kind of um, out of focus. How are they dressed? Are they dressed like Egyptians or Europeans? or? You can't really tell. They're dressed in white robes. Okay. And Oh, cultists. And you can't see the faces. I mean, you, the heads turn, but you cannot see right. into the face. And on the altar stone, there is a mummy. That's there. Okay. And you can make an idea roll. I'm writing as fast as I can. No, that's all right. Because unlike in the real world, you remember these dreams. Um, (laughs) Idea roll. Idea roll. Made it. 67. Um, Well, I mean, the one obvious mummy that seems to have gone missing recently is Queen Didacris. And there are around it, around the, um, around the altar with the mummy, are again a group of uh, white-robed persons. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, then, you know, your so your vision kind of zooms in onto the mummy itself. So originally, you were seeing everything, and now you're kind of looking down on the mummy, and you can see drops of blood from out of your sight. You can't, you don't have the, your point of view doesn't allow you to see where the blood is coming from. Blood drops onto the mummy, mm-hmm. and the mummy starts to move. Ah. And the, the flesh on the so mummy. So it's an Anne Rice vampire mummy. Perhaps. Um, where the drops of blood hit, the mummy's flesh appears to be, well, undesiccating, hydrating, okay. turning back into real flesh. And then... I'm going to have to make another sand roll, aren't I? No. Yeah, now would be probably be a good time to make a sand roll. Uh, oh, three. Okay, very good. So you don't lose any sand for this one. Woo-hoo. Um, then your dream point of view takes a big dramatic, you know, the old dramatic right, reveal, right, right, right. which I hate. But Dun-dun. anyway. Uh, it's a dream. Dreams It's do a that. dream. Dreams do that. And so you end up, so you end up... So you, so you see the floor receding away, and then it kind of goes black. Presumably, you're then in in the ground. In the ground, then you burst out of the presumably the surface of the earth, and you can see that you're in Giza. You can see the three pyramids, the three mm-hmm. main pyramids, and you can see the Sphinx. And your dream vision again. Hi, you, Sphinx. Yes, hi. Well, actually, you can see the Sphinx's head. The body hasn't been uncovered really yet. Oh, really? Yeah. I never looked head. that up. Um, your point of view that you you know you pull away actually you don't pull away to see the whole earth your view you kind of shift, right, right, right. shifts around and now so you're out in space cool and then you hear a voice 
And it sounds very familiar. It's the black pharaoh again. And he says, how have you enjoyed this vision, human? It looks fascinating. Indeed. As a medical doctor, I wonder how in the world you could undesiccate flesh like that and what the um, uh, metabolical processes are involved in that. Oh, you human scientists, always looking for rational explanations. It's magic. Rationality explains most of the universe. Oh, such a limited viewpoint you have. Would you, would you perhaps care to mm, gain a gain a different viewpoint for the for the how the universe works? Mm, no, I'm pretty good with my viewpoint. Thank you. Let's see. Um, I don't suppose there are things that you you seem to have a desire to understand things. I thought perhaps that there would be some. I do indeed. There, there. If you wanted to understand things more, how do you think you, from your limited point of view, what would be something that you would want in order to understand things more? Maybe knowledge, intelligence, technology, skills. Knowing what motivates you. Because at the moment, the main mover in this part of the world seems to be the Black Pharaoh. And I don't understand what it is that he wants. Um. Okay. What do you think he wants? I assume he wants to take over the world. To turn us all into slaves to his own will. Why don't you ask him that? I'm, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm talking to him. To oh, okay. I'm sorry. Reason. I thought you were out. Of, I thought you were breaking no, no, no. briefly. Um, no, because I don't know it's Black Pharaoh. I assume it's Black Pharaoh, but it, it sounds like it. Right. You can you can make what assumptions what assumptions you want, but it sounds like him. Sorry. No, I was not. I was not breaking. Oh, sorry. No, my mistake. I made you an offer. And what would be the cost for this additional power? Uh, let me hear first what you might be interested in, and then... You see, we are, ha- we are bargaining like intelligent, rational people. Indeed. Rationality does explain the universe. Indeed. Except for you. Somehow, rationality doesn't seem to um, make as much sense when you're around. Well... Either that, or there's a whole other level of information that I'm completely missing. I assume, then, that you are not a religious person, either. Not usually. Not usually, yes, indeed. Well, if all you... I suppose you could think of it as... If you were, say, a an ant that was crawling along on a wire, that wire would be the entire world to the ant. It would have no knowledge of anything that was not going on that wire. When, in fact, we know that... There is much more than the wire to the ant. Mm. Think of think of an analogy. Uh, expand that analogy to your understanding. You are an ant on a wire. There is more in this universe than you can possibly imagine. To borrow a dreadful line, but oh well. Yes, and mangle it. it um, but I don't remember the original. 
So that kind of knowledge would probably drive me insane. Perhaps, but I do not mind if you wish to. If you wish to stay small and uh, acquire knowledge or skills or abilities that would help you here in your particular point of view, is there anything that would be of value to you in your attempts to stop me? Oh, you're going to help me try to stop you? Why that not? That seems counterproductive. Why would, why would you imagine that? Well, for one thing, I would assume you don't actually want to be stopped. You just want to give, give me enough rope to hang myself. Well, that is an interesting metaphor. I must think about that one. Uh, perhaps, it, perhaps it merely amuses me to see you... What, what is the phrase... Um, if, if you were totally insignificant, then your failure would not mean a thing to you because you would expect it. Whereas if you were more, um, if you had more ability, more reason to think that you actually could stop me, then the despair that you would feel when you fail would be much, much greater. Ah. And so you feed off that despair? I feed off many things. Or perhaps you can think that perhaps it amuses me to see you going up against my worshippers. Call it a test of their faith, or perhaps even a test of your own misguided ambitions. Mm. So I offer you the chance to, what is the, what is the expression? Not uh, double or nothing, perhaps? No, that's not the right phrase. Uh, actually, I, I like your phrase, give you enough rope to hang yourself. Well, there is only one thing in this world that I can think of that I actually need to know right now. And that would be? And that would be how to stop me. How to stop me? Oh, I'm when I am so insignificant, even destroying every single one of your worshippers will probably not stop you, merely set you back a while. You were, in fact, entombed in a um, pyramid for thousands of years, which also seems to have not stopped you. Ridiculous. So... To save the human race, what I would need to know is how to stop me. <laughs> how to stop me from destroying the human race. Um, well, I don't, think you're, I don't think you're prepared for that particular knowledge. And I don't, think, I don't think that in your limited point of view that there is anything that I can tell you. Then that I don't think there's anything you can give me. I, I would not make a deal with the devil. Oh, I'm not the devil. Yes, you're actually in the real world, and therefore much worse. I have seen what the devil can do in the horrors of war. I thought you said you weren't a religious person. I'm not, but I believe in the devil. I see. Well, I suppose insistence on uh, irreconcilable viewpoints is another human trait. Indeed, it comes from that rationality thing. I see. Well, I completely understand your, uh, your reluctance. And, uh, well, perhaps again you will... You did ask at one point whether you would see me again. And I might think perhaps once or twice more you might see me. Great. Well, I bid you a good night, then. I'll be bringing mortars next time. <laughs> ah, I'd so look forward to our next encounter. Have a very good night, sir. You as well. All right. And then at that point, you wake up. Sweating. Yelling. Perhaps sweating, yelling. <laughs> Possibly a little upset. If you wish to be, you can. Uh, yeah. 
cold shower and not go back to sleep for a while. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. Here with Bane. It is the night after the uh, Bent Pyramid. You're back in your hotel room, and you uh, are asleep, and you are dreaming. And you dream that you are in a crowd of uh, people. They all appear to be African. At least they're all dark-skinned. And you can't see yourself, but um, you feel as though you're, you fit in. You belong there. Okay. Um, the people are looking at you. They're not, you know, they don't seem to be... Um, not gawking. They're not gawking at you, <laughs> and they're certainly not attacking you as though you were, you know, a stranger. So you, you feel welcome, or at least, you know, um, invited here. And so you're, you're in a big mass of people, and you're heading towards a mountain. Mm-hmm. The mountain is very dark in this dream state. It's kind of, you know, getting towards sunset. The sun hasn't completely gone down. The mountain seems darker than it should, given this time of day. And as you, so you're at, you're sort of, a, you're near the base of the mountain. And as you approach the mountain and begin walking sort of up the slope of it, you can see that further up on the mountain, there is like a ledge, and there is a person standing on that ledge. There appears to be a cave of some sort behind this person. Okay. And the person be, begins to chant in a language that uh, Bane is not familiar with. Uh, it's a woman's voice, from what you can tell. And um, the crowd starts to respond to the chanting. You can't tell exactly what's being said, but uh, it's like, you know, the the. The woman says something, and the crowd responds, and you res- you're responding too. You don't know why you're responding. You don't know how you know the words, but you are responding. So I can't tell what the words mean? You can't tell what the words mean at the moment. You do not have the appropriate language skills for that. Okay. And so the crowd is getting more and more worked up, more of a frenzy. Um, and you see that there are people behind the woman deaths or whatever. Uh, and they appear to be carrying, uh, well, the people appear to be like dragging, frog marching, carrying, you know, firemen's carry types, no, carrying victims or, or prisoners. And they throw a few of them off the cliff and they go off the ledge and they fall and presumably they're dead. They, they should be. They'd... Were they alive when they got thrown? Uh, a couple of them were screaming. A couple of them were not screaming. Okay. And, um, as that continues, um, the crowd is getting more worked up. The priestess is getting more worked up. Uh, and at some point, then, there is some kind of blinding flash. You can't tell. And it's just like your whole field of vision goes white. And after that, then you're, then you're standing where you were before. The whole crowd is gone. The priestess is gone. And there is a person standing in front of you. Who is it? It's the Black Pharaoh. In my dream. In your dream. And Black Pharaoh says to you, Well, Bane, you were interested in whether or not you would be seeing me again. <laughs> this might be a, a place where you would possibly see me again. You also mentioned, I believe, I, I believe we talked a little bit about uh, bargains earlier. And I am curious as to whether or not there's anything that interests you that I may be able to provide? I'm pretty sure the answer there is no. Nothing at all? Nothing that I can... Nothing that I would ask you for. 
nothing that I would accept from you. And I suppose that means you are going to continue to futilely try to fight me. If you are as powerful and all-knowing as you say, what have you to fear in me? Oh, I have nothing to fear. Then we each play out our parts and... Uh... Oh, but let us just say for the sake of argument that wouldn't it not be easier for you if you had additional, let's say... If, if the... Uh, perhaps the odds are not more in your favor since they are clearly in my favor. <laughs> but instead of perhaps oh, a one in a trillion chance, it was maybe one in a billion chance. For instance, I believe you have a... You spent some time in, uh, in Tibet, I believe. Yes. And uh, they taught you some things, but they held back as monks naturally do. <laughs> and I think you had expressed some desires that perhaps uh, certain others of their secrets would were made to you. So he kind of waves his hand, and you know that you now have a fist and martial arts skill of 90%. <laughs> I, it's, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to enter into any going to strike any bargains with you. I am not selling my soul to you. Oh, I would not expect you to sell your soul to me. Right. No. So <laughs> I've seen what you do to people who engage with you on that level. Oh, such as? Such as... Your rendition of what happened in Africa to the Carlisle expedition. Yes. Whether that was true or not, it came from your head as what they would be walking into by choosing to hitch their wagon to you. Oh, I see. You think that I didn't fulfill my part of the bargain with you? I'm not saying anything. I'm not even saying that happened. I'm saying that's how you would portray it, and therefore... You're not, you aren't anyone I'm interested in, in, in ongoing dealings with. Well, I suppose I can uh, understand that. And uh, perhaps express a little bit of admiration at your restraint. I just hope that others of your, uh, the other members of your, the other companions of, that you have are as steadfast as you are. <laughs> I cannot speak for them. No, They're you on cannot. their own journeys. No, but perhaps it would be wise to be careful of them, just in case. <laughs> I appreciate your apparent concern for me. Well, it is, a, it is a concern. And why? Why would you be concerned about whether I trust them or don't, and whether they do or do not choose to join forces with you? Oh, I simply have... It is always, use, uh, it is always interesting to have... Uh, uh, what is the right word? Uh, <laughs> interesting opponents. So it would be uh, if if the if your entire party were to uh, refuse to uh, bargain, 
all that is interesting. It is also interesting when one or more <laughs> succumbs to the temptation and, as you say, makes a deal with the devil. I can... And who knows, then, if those people can be trusted, since you, if, if you say that doing a deal with the devil with me uh, would be uh, unpredictable, well, then, I guess you can't predict what your other companions are going to do, can you? Truthfully, I've never been able to predict them anything. <laughs> it would hardly be discernible, the difference. I see. Well, but you can't rely on them, then. Well, and that perhaps anything they choose to do might actually not be a choice of their own. But. Except that I am aware of the fact it would be a reasonable <laughs> weapon for you to attempt to use in this to sow seeds of doubt where they are not necessary or even warranted. So I have no reason to place any import on the substantial whatsoever. Ah, I see. Well, in that case, I suppose that there is nothing further to, uh, that we need to discuss. By the way, make a sandal for seeing those uh, unfortunate victims. Zero one. That's a good sign. Okay. Well, clearly... My you, Tibetan years are coming back. Well, and clearly <laughs> you feel that this is just, uh, this is all just a dream. Yes. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Here with Dr. Uh, Bush, uh, Dr. Weber. So it is nighttime after you've gotten back from the Bent Pyramid. So you're asleep in your bed, and you have a dream. I'm mildly freaked out. My, well, mildly or really uh, only, only one sand. Not too bad, actually. Uh, still pretty freaked out. Still pretty freaked out. Anyway, thank you. So you start, you start to dream, and you dream that you're back in the throne room mm. that you were in in the bent pyramid, and um, so you're you're just standing in there, and mm-hmm. um, it's dark, but you can. You know, you can tell where you are, even though there is no light. And then all of a sudden, the six pillars flare into existence again. And the Black Pharaoh rematerializes uh, on the throne. Taking a little part of my mind with him. Yes. No, 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 no sand loss uh, yet. Uh, he says, uh, oh, good evening, Dr. Weber. I said that we might, uh, we might meet again once or twice. So it seems to me that of all the people in... Uh, uh, between you and your friends, you perhaps have the most, the closest affinity oh, with with um, uh, with some of my worshippers, because you have learned some of the black yeah. arts. Defense against the dark arts. <laughs> yes, sir, I was trying not to say yeah, dark yeah, arts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it seems to me that perhaps. Know, given your interest in such matters, that I might be able to aid you in that pursuit. Oh, man. You have, I believe, in possession a number of books and scrolls that uh, you believe, well, some, one book that books that you know contain spells, and certain other books and scrolls that you believe may contain them, but you, you do not know for certain. So I am proposing, or I am I am asking if perhaps you have any desires related along those lines. Certainly, these hold great interest for me. Of course, academically, and I would say as there's not a whole lot of applied Latin going on in the world. 
<laughs> Indeed. Well, and I believe that there are several of these books and scrolls which you do not have the ability to read at current. That is true. So, if there are desires that you would wish to have fulfilled... You offer me a translation service? This is something that humans could accomplish. Uh, well, no, I'm, not, I'm offering better than that. I'm offering, or wondering perhaps, if you would like to know how to read, have the ability to know how to read these other languages. I can give that to you. I don't know that I like the idea of you tinkering with my brain. And it seems like this would come with a very high cost. Not at all. Very, very a very small cost. <laughs> Easy terms. <laughs> the, co- the cost is simple. All I, all I request from you is one instance of your free will, of my choosing. Only one. And I offer, in return, Knowledge of the languages of the antiquities. And I believe there were other spells in that one Latin book that you have. Perhaps I can there give you the were. Perhaps I can give you the knowledge of those I think spells. Made all their successes. <laughs> made a lot of yes. that they're there. Yes. You know that they're there, yes. I wasn't able to really. But I can I can grant you the knowledge of those spells. It should be. Just imagine the fame that could be yours. Knowledge of the knowledge, the revelation of all these uh, bits of knowledge, long lost knowledge. Yeah, in, in, in to think aloud, he's mm-hmm. he's trying to kind of game the system to see if it would be worth it to see if he could use this. Been thinking about the rainbow serpent mm-hmm. in Australia. Okay, try and reach that right entity because it seems like that. Would... Uh, the, the rainbow serpent. Well, uh, are you mentioning that? Oh, actually, um, yeah, yeah. he. Ah, uh, uh, that's right. He's in he, the head. <laughs> yeah. Well, he can he can read your mind. Yeah, more that's or less. Been, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Uh, where did you see the reference to rainbow serpent? Well, you're in my head. You can dig deeper. <laughs> uh, uh, now I'm asking you, the player, where did oh, you see there that was, from? Uh, I, there was Father of All Bats. Right. Was there? Oh, was it Rainbow? Was it Rainbow Serpent who defeated? Yes, in, in, in the Australian branch of this. I mean, that Doctor Weber is assuming is all the same. Oh, there, ah, there we go. Battle of Wits with Rainbow. Oh, with Rainbow Snake. Yes. Rainbow the Aboriginal death deification of water and a patron. Okay. Um. Well, if you're going to look there, you're going to need to know how to speak the language in order to sp- to talk to talk with the uh, speak Australian. Those shamans. It is not the it is the natives that you will need to speak to. So perhaps I can grant you the ability to speak those language that language. You do see this as a game, don't you? I see it as I'm concerned about. I see it as a deity. I see it as an offer, an offer to you in return for one very small decision. That is all. I think not. I think I shall go this alone. 
Indeed. And when you get to Australia, if you get to Australia, just how will you speak to the natives then? We shall see. <laughs> so, no, uh, the, the opportunity to understand more of the knowledge of my worshippers and uh, the abilities and powers that they control. Or I believe the term is fighting fire with fire. That, that uh, does not appeal to you. The chance to take some revenge against... Yeah, the, uh, the, the satisfaction of, of the levity spell is quite great. <laughs> that, is a one, that is the merest tip of the iceberg. What's a character thing to do? I'm sorry? To step out of the game for a second. What's, yes. the, what's the fun of a character without a fatal claw? Yes. Well, I don't know. Just, yeah. Oh, I think you would cave. I've been enjoying the research it's up way too much. All right. Well, let's do that, yes. Very well. <laughs> Thank you. I, I hear, uh, then I will grant you the ability to read Arabic and hieroglyphs, the ability to speak Aborigine, and I will grant you three spells. Mm. And in return, as I said, one decision, only one. <laughs> And if you should die before that, before I require the, before that point happens, that's okay with me. I will not hold you to the bargain. <laughs> Time to start living dangerously. <laughs> Very well then. So he uh, he uh, steps off the throne and um, he puts his hand on the side on on the side of your face, and all the knowledge is then transferred. And he says, so "Suck it in the back of the head." No, no socket and no Vulcan mind melt. No, no USB. No, no. Uh, and then he says, farewell, and remember the cost. And then he fades away, the whole scene fades to black, and you wake up. It was only a dream. I'm sure it was only a dream. He um, to himself in Arabic. Yes. <laughs> right. No, yeah, no, only read and write. Only read and write. No speaking. All right. So, so in game terms, but to speak, Aborigine. speak Aborigine. Yes. So you can. So you have the. Um, oh, hang on. Sorry, the pencil. Right. Um, so you can read and write Arabic, mm -hmm. and, uh, and read and write hieroglyphs. Mm -hmm. You can speak Aborigine, uh, and uh, I'll get you the exact list of spells. Actually, again, I find out. Okay, I do have some spells here. Um, again, we'll I'll, we'll write this down. But you get uh, Ivan's Wheel of Mist, uh, Create Gate. And body warping of Gorgoroth. You know, these are better than levitate. Probably. Indeed. All right. So, and, uh, so we'll get hammer out the details. And until next time, then. <laughs>